When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're invited to I Am The Cute One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Hi, cuties. I am Chelsea, and I am the cute one. And I am Donnie, and I am the cute one. But we are joined with the true cute one. We have the supreme kitten with us, host of Adderall and Compliments, Annabelle DeSisto. Hi, Annabelle. Hi. Hello. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for letting me be here. Oh, please. Of course. I'm like, I'm nervous. I'm <laughs> flustered to be in, in front of like the two cutest people who like <laughs> definitely wouldn't have let me sit with them in middle school, like in the cafeteria. So I'm like honored. <laughs> oh, Annabelle, you have not heard our stories. So today we're going to be covering Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And I am for one, very excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, you sound excited, Donnie. I saw I saw it in theaters when it first came out and then bought it. Loved it so much. I bought it at Walmart at midnight when it was released on DVD and then never watched it again until this week. And I, now I know there's a reason wow. for that. We'll get into it. Was there like a midnight Walmart release party oh. where like, people could like line up? Like, was it like Harry Potter in theaters? Was like Caroline in Walmart? Of, <laughs> people like, were dressing up in their own blue jeans. Wearing pajamas with like their pet iguana on them and like their eight children. <laughs> and then like you waiting for Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. I always made Walmart a release party. Are all Walmarts 24 hours? The one near me was. I don't know if I had a pop in Walmart. Yeah, in my I would just like go that. at midnight when movies I wanted were on DVD. The worst experience I had was when Jennifer's Body came out and I went to the person. I was like, why isn't this stocked yet? Do you know what time it is? <laughs> Those poor Walmart employees. They're like, oh no, he's back. He's back to terrorize us. <laughs> if you're the customer that like other Walmart employees remember out of everyone at Walmart, like that's a <laughs> They're like, oh, no, the weird one's back. There's the Instagram account, People of Walmart, and then there's just Donnie of Walmart. That's just a warning. It's just a picture of Donnie and Walmart employees. It's like part of their training manual. They're like, no matter what, he would only be like, sometimes we'd only sell one copy of this DVD, and it was always to him. <laughs> yeah, and they have release dates listed of movies that gays like. They're like, oh, be careful. Scream 5's coming out. <laughs> Are you the only one who bought like Lindsay Lohan and Cheryl Hines labor pains on DVD at Walmart? That was me. I do own it. Yes. (laughs) Donnie, you're going to have to take a picture of your DVD collection to share with the people. (laughs) So Donnie, before we jump into this brilliant plot and have Annabelle give her one minute recap of the movie... Do you have any tidbits for us today? A little bit, a little bit. So the movie came out in 2005. The person that directed it, I didn't even decide to to write his name down today, but he did direct 13 episodes of The Office, including the pilot and Diversity Day. So he does have some big things under his belt. Also, besides those 13 episodes, he also directed Dunstan Checks In. I don't know if you're familiar about the orangutan in a hotel. Okay, I was going to say, I'm like, doesn't it have like a monkey? Okay, but not like yeah. one of the premier monkeys, like not like a capuchin monkey, like one of like the third tier. <laughs> the only monkeys I'm familiar with are the monk kids. So no, that's not on my docket. <laughs> and then my last piece of trivia today is Hillary Duff campaigned to play Tibby. And then the producer said, no, we're okay. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. I don't know if it would be better or worse without her. We'll get into that as well. I did hate Tibby, but I don't know <laughs> that I would like her played by the Duff. What about if it was Haley Duff? Would your thoughts differ? <laughs> I would absolutely say I would hate her that. I was going to say, I'm like, how many Walmart DVDs do you own that Haley Duff is a cast member of? The only thing I think that I own with Haley Duff is Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods, uh, <laughs> the MTV reality show. Oh, God. But I'm also just picturing Haley Duff with like a very poorly centered stud playing Tibby <laughs> in this movie. I'm sorry. I love Tibby. So, Donnie, I already know we're going to be fighting mm-hmm. this entire episode, okay. but... 
the one thing that I could not stop focusing on is like I have a nose ring. Actually, Donnie, we're twins. You have a nose ring too. Tibby's was like literally, it was like almost on her (laughs) cheek. Whoever was wielding that piercing gun needs to have their license revoked. Well, that was also in the trivia I found, but I felt like I shouldn't talk about it. But you brought it up. So thank you. In different scenes, like the nose ring moves around. Yeah, it's kind of like the golden snitch in Harry Potter. Like one time it's like over here in the scene, like one time it's over there. Now I feel very awkward that I'm like the only one with like out a nose here. Should I like real quick go get grab like an apple slice and like an ice cube and we'll do it for you. Yeah. I'll just stab myself with a pen and we'll make a Now she has one. She's part of the game. <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Nose Ring. <laughs> Which she just in the store was putting on random jewelry, like in her mouth, like putting it back. It's like you're not like Ariane Grande with like a donut. You just don't like lick something, possibly like try it on your lip. And then you're like, no, not for me. Like, I don't feel like lip rings, like nose rings are stuff you try on and like put back. I feel like it's like you try it on, you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Even in a pre-COVID world, I feel like that some sort of faux pas is taking place there. But I don't exactly know what their <laughs> hygiene standards are like at Walmans. It has like a C health rating on the door. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, enter at your own risk. There is a girl who is licking nose yeah. as we speak. The pharmacy in the back is just Lucy from Peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle, one thing that you should know about me is that most of the movies that Donnie and I cover, I just have never seen. I have a huge pop culture blind spot of like, I just casually did not watch a lot of movies as a child. Really? But I am happy to report The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants was on my list of movies I saw because... I read the book. Okay. Are you one of those people who's like, the book is better than the movie? Do you feel like the book was better than the movie? Should I, should should I try for the book next time? (laughs) What are you trying to say here, Annabelle? (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I mean, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but Donnie and I have been through a lot in our relationship. We've dealt with him learning that I've never seen Buffy. I've learned with him saying that he hates Gilmore Girls. Like, we've really been through it. Wow. But one thing that he yeah, doesn't know about me is my toxic trait, that I am a book is better bitch. And so I'm not going to do it. I know where our bread is buttered. I'm not going to do it to our listeners. <laughs> but I do have several bones to pick with the way that they depicted some of these characters. But I will not go there today. Thank you. Well, I'm very <laughs> impressed. I feel like you guys are like Pink and Carrie Hart, the ups and downs of this relationship. And you guys are still going strong um, is really a testament to the two of you. So I think that is very, very impressive. Thank you. God bless. (laughs) Marriage is work. Isn't that like such a red flag when people are like, you know what? Marriage is work. There's nothing worse in this life. You have to work every day, tooth and nail. But by God, we're surviving. We haven't killed each other yet. Kristen Bell and Dax are getting into that territory. They're like, we hate Uh breathing each other's air, but you know what? Someone has to do it. We are in the bad place. Didn't she say like on their third week of dating, they started like couples therapy? (laughs) Yeah. Three weeks in. Three weeks in, you're supposed to be like, oh my God, his burps are so cute. I love how he leaves his socks on the floor. I'm going to love his quirks forever. Yeah, three weeks in, you're still blowing him at McDonald's. (laughs) <laughs> like, and liking not, it and like not yeah, even pretending that no. you like it like genuinely yeah like, you like finish and you're like give me a big mac well i don't know how we got here but <laughs> let's circle back so we like to have at the start of the episode our guest give us the synopsis of the film in one minute or less so i'm gonna set our timer so annabelle one minute Go. Okay, this movie is about horribly neglectful parenting and also a group of four girlfriends who are haunted by a pair of low-rise jeans around the world. I actually think you pretty much nailed it because God love this movie, but not a lot of plot happening. I'm sorry, two hours, a two hour movie. And I actually like went to text you, Annabelle, and apologize because I have to be clear, I enjoyed the hell out of myself, but it was because I remember being like a 10 year old girl reading this book and it took me back to that place. But two hours of literally nothing, nothing. Now, when you say two hours, because you've both said two hours now, so I'm a little nervous. Was it exactly two hours? Because I found a pirated copy that aired on VH1 and it was only an hour and a half. If I wanted to be like Big Bang Theory level accurate and scientific about it, it is an hour and 58 minutes. So So you're missing missing 28 minutes minutes. of gold and I would say those are probably the major plot points. 
What if he's just missing, like, Brian playing his video game and that, like, extended montage? VH1 was like, you know what? This is too risque. We can keep the statutory. We can keep the dead child. Yeah, cut out Tron Legacy. I think that's what was cut, because I don't know a goddamn thing of what you're talking about. Oh, my God. I was kidding. Wow. Well, let's jump into this masterful (laughs) movie cinematic experience that we've all just been talking so highly of. I'd like to remind our viewers that our love language is talking shit. So shout out to our one bad review that told us that we were basically curmudgeons and Muppets yelling in the bathroom. (laughs) You were Statler and Waldorf. You're the two old men. (laughs) Two old men. Oh my God, name job. Like a little tidbit for you guys here over on Cash Cab. (laughs) Statler and Waldorf were named after the um, two forced star hotels in new york oh my god the more you know i think that's the only educational thing ever said on this podcast <laughs> i know my <laughs> thank god. you there it's like pop-up video <laughs> yeah, like yeah. so with the and just like that reboot and the recent finger bang heard round the world everyone is quick to identify themselves as a sex in the city character so i'd like to start this podcast with a more important and pressing question of which sisterhood character do you relate to wild unstoppable bridget shy and beautiful lena tibby the rebel and carmen the writer and secret main character Okay, you did not name her, so I don't mean to go like off menu, but um who is Amber Tamblin's like coworker who was like always like chain smoking and talking about like mixing ice cream? Because I feel like I'm most like her. Ooh, I, I guess I'm mostly like her name's like Tilly. I will say like the names are pressing. Tilly? Tibby, yeah. Tibby, Tibby. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. No, we recapped Freaky Friday and called them Lindsay Lohan. And <laughs> and I said Jamie Lynn Spears the whole time. So there's nothing wrong here with anything that you're doing. <laughs> you can rest easy. Donnie, who do you identify as? I want to say I'm a Bridget, but I'm afraid you're going to say I'm Tibby. And then that will be the first fight of the episode. So I'm going to fight with you because I thought you were going to say that I was Bridget because I'm sporty, which I think Uh is just stereotypical. I think Bridget's my nemesis, which actually makes sense that you identify (laughs) as her, Donnie. I'm not going to say you're Tibby. I'm going to say I'm Tibby with like a Carmen rising, (laughs) I'd say. Tibby's son, Carmen rising. Okay. Now... Now, her friends, are like, make it very clear that Bridget has, like, a hungry puss. They're like, oh, you don't like soccer camp because it's girls only. You only love boys. Actually, Lena, like, dragged her, too. She was like, my rule is that you have to be the one to take the pants yeah. off, Bridget. So am I Bridget in your eyes because my puss is hungry all the time or because of my, like, I'm better than you attitude? I would say your amazing hair is why I would label you a Bridget your long flowing locks is why I would have called you that but thank you (laughs) and I would also call you single-minded to the point of reckless (laughs) fair enough okay now you mentioned sex in the city and I think that this movie is very clearly just sex in the city for like little girls so we've already talked about who we are from this movie but which sex in the city character do you think all these girls are Oh, Bridget okay. is for sure Samantha Jones. Yes. Yes. 100%. Lena is Charlotte. Uh-huh. Tibby is Miranda, right? Yeah. And then, yeah. And then Carmen is the secret main character, and she is Carrie. Carrie would definitely throw a rock at her father's window. <laughs> oh, yeah. And also, like, Carrie, like, she's <laughs> like, sure. and me, the writer. <laughs> Which I'm just like, you spend as much time writing as, like, Carrie Bradshaw does. I'm like, Carrie, we only ever saw her do, like, the first <laughs> sentence, which is any time I've ever tried to write something. I'm like, okay, I've gotten one sentence. I'm going to go take a break for five years and come back to this. I couldn't help but wonder. So as Annabelle told us, the girls find a magic pair of jeans right before their summer break. So after having a ceremony in the Pilates studios where their mothers met, they vow to mail the pants back and forth to keep each other posted on their summer adventures. Bridget's going to soccer camp. Lena's going to Greece to visit her family. Carmen is spending her break with her estranged father. And Tibby is going to work at Wallman's, which is a store that's essentially like their entire vibe is if CVS and like Piggly Wiggly had a baby. Are you guys familiar with Piggly Wiggly? Have you spent time in the South? When a day with Pat Hamilton, (laughs) when Jennifer Goodwin was just like, everyone's like, oh, like that poor best friend. She'll never be in anything ever again. And now look at her. 
I'm like, where's Kate Bosworth? <laughs> so the girls establish rules for these magical pants, one of which is you cannot wash the pants, which I find disgusting. Was that Tibby throw up? It was. so my question for you guys is if you had a pair of magical pants are there any rules that you would implement my only rule would they would not have a zipper or button on them (laughs) as are like all the bottoms that i've worn since quarantine for the last two years like anything restrictive all of my pants you could have worn to their prenatal yoga studio (laughs) that they've like easily broke into with like blake lively doing like parkour to like get in like (laughs) fucking spider-man my only rule is you can't complain about all my Taco Bell stains on them. That's my rule. <laughs> and also, it's going to be eight months late, and probably by then we won't even be friends. Be like, my rule is, can I just like Amazon Prime you a new pair of the same pants? Because like having to go mail something is so annoying. I literally still have somebody's Christmas present from last Christmas, and I'm like, oh, I have to mail this. Like, oh god. Like, how much do you think FedEx paid to be like name dropped in this, or do they oh, have to just sure. like? work extra hard because of like their castaway, like <laughs> negative reputation. This was their apology tour. <laughs> Maybe. And shipping things has only gotten easier with time. So them doing this in 2005, I really do give them a lot of credit. But my rule would be I'm the only one that can decorate them with puffy paint because <laughs> if <laughs> if fucking Amber Tamblin drew a video camera and wrote like Bailey was here at the children's hospital, I'd be like, no, nobody asked for this on my pants. I don't want to see this when I'm going to my mother's wedding. Just put some waves <laughs> on the leg and let's call it a day. This is not the pair of pants we bought. Like, now there's this em- fucking embroidered flower on the butt. Oh, I kind of <laughs> like the flower, though. Uh, okay. <laughs> Second fight of the episode. <laughs> so, objectively, Carmen and Tibby are having, like, way worse starts to their summers <laughs> than Lena, who's in beautiful, picturesque Greece, and I wear my hair down while I play soccer, Bridget. So, while Tibby <sighs> is miserable stocking shelves and also connecting with a little tiny Yoda disguised as a tiny child named Bailey, Carmen's <laughs> dad is being the fucking worst. How would you react if your dad casually forgot to tell you that he had a whole other family and was getting married? Like, what the actual fuck is wrong with this guy? Okay, first of all, pause. Bridget wore her hair in a ponytail when she played soccer. So that's just all I have to say about that. (laughs) But would take it out, like, when she went to the sidelines, took it out shook it and then dumped water water on herself of course that was seduction (laughs) (laughs) carmen's dad plays a slightly less horrible person in this movie than he does in get out but like (laughs) still a slightly less horrible dad because i like that bradley Whitford's like i'm only going to play monster dads (laughs) that's my career trajectory if i got to my father's house which i didn't even know he had moved and i meet his like stepford wife and his stepford stepchildren and he forgot to tell me he was getting married. I'm sorry, I wouldn't throw a rock at his window. I would throw a rock at his skull and murder him. <laughs> and then I would throw his skull through the window at the dinner table. <laughs> I would take it to Bridget and be like, punt this bitch. <laughs> Put your hair down. We're going to need you. Annabelle, another thing you need to know about me is that I am face blind. So I'm glad that you mentioned he was in Get Out because I have seen that movie and I do now recognize him there. <laughs> I initially thought that he was no. Marissa Cooper's dad from the OC. I know he's not. I know he's you not. You mean the voice of Disney's Hercules? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Because now I have a confession to no. make and I'm so sorry. I've never seen the OC, but... the. <laughs> Enough. Don't give me that face. But is Roger Bart Marissa Cooper's dad? No, Roger Bart did the, the singing did voice. The singing voice. Okay. Okay. I am shooketh, Donnie. Once again, you've gaslit me and made me feel like I am a terrible <laughs> pop culture connoisseur because I've missed all these movies. You haven't seen the fucking OC. Welcome to the well, OC, bitch. can be true. You, you are a horrible pop culture connoisseur, but turns out, so am I, just in different ways. I was the treasurer of the OC Alliance, which was a club that I formed in high school so that we could get out of going to class and talk about the OC. I was an evil genius, and no, I am famously very bad with money. I did not do any treasuring, but... We did get 30 minutes a week to discuss the week's episode. Wait, your teachers let you skip class to talk about the OC? Mm-hmm. I had to get a teacher's signature to like be the president 
cosigner or whatever. <laughs> what liberal art school did you go to? I went to school in Florida and they wouldn't even let me do that. But I was subscribed to the OC. The OC had a magazine. Joke's on you. Chelsea was the one sending that magazine. Yeah, I was the creator, <laughs> the OC Alliance. How many people were in this club, may I ask? Um, there was about four of us. It was <laughs> just me and my friends. It was brilliant. It was probably, we talked about cons a couple episodes ago where Donnie talked about breaking up a straight up marriage. My biggest con was just this, that like we literally just got to talk about the OC. That is brilliant. (laughs) It is. My equivalent in senior year gym class, I told the gym teacher that I would take the girls and do yoga in the other room while the boys like whatever played sports. But we just laid on our stomachs like a sleepover and talked. And then when they came in, we did upward facing dog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's still more productive than our PE class who like I was basically like the opening of Daria in any PE class I had like anytime they would throw a ball I would like put my hand up slightly and be like that's my effort see I'm bad at sports but I'm still competitive so I would step away from the ball and then blame whoever it was closest to them mm. like that was all you <laughs> best type of teammate to have One that's always yelling at you, but not doing a damn thing. So after almost straight up drowning Lena, the pants are shipped from Greece to Tibby, who is in Bethesda, Maryland, where she is working on a documentary about losers, where she's filming the sad people working at Walmans, a love interest, Brian, playing video games, which is apparently news to Donnie, and her new unlikely assistant, Bailey. Wait, apparently I missed 28 minutes of her movie, so maybe it's better. But from what I saw, this movie was a piece of shit. Like, I don't know what film festival she was going to try to take this to. When I used to make movies in middle school, (laughs) I really tried to play to the audience. Like, we made a Titanic sequel. We made a movie called The Watcher, where it was this man that killed my dog. (laughs) I would literally, I would give half of my life savings, which granted isn't that much, but still... Do you have any access to the footage of the Titanic sequel? Were you focusing ready. on like Rose's like granddaughter who she fucked over by oh, like no. her the necklace, which would have set the granddaughter and generations <laughs> up for the rest of their life? Right. Or instead, she's like, I just want to be an eccentric old lady. Boop, I have dementia. Bye. Before like, you tell us the plot, Donnie, of Titanic 2, is now a good time <laughs> to tell you that I have not seen Titanic 1. Shut there's uh, no it's too way. long. It is too long. You watch Sister in the Traveling Pants. That's two hours of nothing. Yeah. How have you gotten by this far in America? I honestly feel like this would be like part of like the citizenship test. I know about the floating door and the like people in the steam room. Well, that's how I feel about the OC. I know that Marissa gets killed by that. Like, ooh, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm sorry, I interrupted you with that horror show, but... No, this is the end of the episode, I think. This is the end of our friendship. Annabelle and I are going to turn this into a Titanic episode now. Well, like they say, marriage is work. You got to work every day. You got to fight through and make it work. Is this going to be like a part of like finding out she had a secret love child? Is this like the equivalent of like finding out like she moved and she has a new very Aryan looking family? Please, Donnie, just quickly, what was the plot of Titanic 2 directed by Donnie Hadfield? That's correct. All the people that you thought died really landed on an island that was filmed in the woods behind my friend's house. Oh. So then it became very Gilligan's Islandy, but but it's all right. So Jack didn't die. <laughs> no, and I played Jack. Of, of course. course you played Jack. And this has nothing to do with the plot, but it's just a little story I want to throw out there. The day we filmed Titanic 2 in my friend's backyard, <laughs> we found a note on his mom's desk that said, to do, Alice. <laughs> I'm very confused about what his mother was trying to say. Uh-oh. Oh my God. Do you guys remember that book, Go Ask Alice? It was removed from our school library, but like we all like thought it was like so shocking because she talks about like, and I got my period and everyone's like, oh my God, did you see that book? Or, like, Go look on page 37. Oh my God. That's like the Judy Bloom book forever. I was such a little perv and I didn't know that my teachers knew what that book was about, which is like just about mm. fucking boners. Really? And I would just be sitting there openly reading <laughs> that book. See, I was the opposite. I did it with the Bible, (laughs) but in Song of Solomon, it's like a dirty note. And it's like, your breasts are like gazelles and all these things. And then people just thought I was reading the Bible. You definitely do strike me as a boob man. (laughs) Yes, I get that a lot. 
Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the force when no one's looking or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of two hundred dollars or more it's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high quality collectibles or you can gift it to that super geek in your life perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that i've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby yoda and again that i refuse to stop calling it baby yoda plus shopping at sideshow earns you five percent back in sideshow rewards meaning for every one hundred dollars spent you get five dollars back in rewards that can be used on future purchases while geeking out is its own reward your collection goes farther with sideshow so what are you waiting for visit sideshow.com promo code cute one right now and get ready to let your geek side show oh that's clever sideshow like sideshow.com I get it. All right. Well, not to bring it back to the guy that is not Marissa Cooper's dad, but (laughs) Carmen's dad, Al, is the villain of this movie because after telling Carmen that they were going to play tennis, he brings her to a high school soccer game, abandons her for his wife, and leaves her to play tennis with her soon-to-be stepbrother, Paul. This family is the fucking worst. And I'm sorry, this entire stepfamily would have participated in the insurrection, and I stand by that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And or the purge. Oh, or both. <laughs> I mean, it's just a yeah. hop, skip, and a jump, yeah. really. When that mom was like, oh, honey, you're speaking Spanish, I was just like, there's a red hat in this woman's future. Oh, Absolutely. I'm so sorry. Did anyone think that like when they first showed Paul, I was like, Paul is a 33 year old man. (laughs) I definitely thought there was going to be some stepchild loving happening there. Yeah. I almost thought it was going to be like Cher and Josh like Uh situation where granted they were like ex stepsister, stepbrother. But I did feel like that there was like some sexual tension like on the tennis. Well, tennis is a very um, sexual sport, I would say, because of the ha, ah, right. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do believe it's possibly where Miranda got her inspiration for some of her noises. (laughs) Like America was so loud during it. So loud. I was like, um, I kind of don't blame your dad for not wanting to play with you, honestly. Like, I was like, I I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, Valerie, you have to like, so like, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to hear that. Like, I don't want to hear your sex noises. Like, I'm like, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> so, Lena and Bridget are both caught in forbidden romances while Lena strips and jumps into the ocean with a boy who is beefing with her family. Bridget is trying to fuck a creepy college guy who is into (laughs) high schoolers. So she sneaks out of camp to meet up with her camp counselor at a bar. And I do have to say that this is where I'm a bit Bridget adjacent because I snuck out almost every single night from ages like 14 to 16. Did you guys ever sneak out? Yeah, not sneak out, sneak out. Like, I would tell my parents I was going out. I just wasn't honest about where. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I was like, I'm going out. They didn't know it was to the high school parking lot to blow somebody. <laughs> but there was no, like, crawling out of a window or anything. I always went out our, like, back door down our deck. Now, my mom was on to me. She always knew that I was the demon that I was. Like, she was aware of my dark wizard powers. She says that the devil took me from ages, like, 13 to 20 and then returned me. And she was mm. like, oh, my daughter, she's returned home. She's back. Her soul, it's returned. But during this demon phase, she she made it hard for me. Like she knew what I was doing. She put bells on the doors. So I had to like be like mm. a little cat and like grab them and then slowly open the doors. I thought you were going to say she did like home alone traps where she put like tacks outside the door and like Legos <laughs> for you to step on. And, I was like... getting whacked in the head with frying pan every time I tried to leave. No, I would sneak out and I would sprint out the back door and I would say the Hail Mary to myself, the Hail Mary prayer. That's where my Catholic roots would come back. I don't know why I thought like Jesus was going to be like, yes, child, go forth and fornicate with your high school boyfriend. Honestly, it's one of the you sneaking out is one of the best things the Catholics have done. So you're fine. It's one of the highlights. But whenever my mom would go out of town, my poor dum-dum of a dad, he just like always believed in the best of me and like just refused to admit that I was this like tiny terrorist living within his house. And there was one particular time mm. where he literally caught me mid-sneak out. Like the bells were in the hand. I had the door open. I had like one foot out the door and my mom was out of town and he was like, Chels, babe, what are you doing? And I straight up put on a performance of my lifetime. I should have gotten an Academy Award for this because I pretended to be sleepwalking and I was like, oh, oh, dad, I'm just getting some water. I'm I'm just getting water. And he's like, oh, honey, no, here, let me like walk you back to bed. And he like tucked me back in and then he literally went to his room and I just went right back out. Like my poor sweet father. I No offense, is your dad like Paul's dad meaning a severe alcoholic like no. who could possibly he's then just... like my daughter's on Ambien that no this explains her extreme he's sneak so out sweet. he literally like couldn't wrap his head around the fact that I was like a conniving little bitch wow sorry dad for that story love you I'm going to send it to him. Does he know now? No, no, he knew because my mom also knew because my mom has weird like witchy powers. We have a weird like ESP connection type of thing. And so she always knew when I had done something. Wait, your parents listen to this? Yeah, they're so supportive. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) They are. And they probably won't like me. Every episode I talk about three times how I blow people. I know it doesn't matter for my family because... (laughs) My mom still asked me how to watch a podcast, so I know, I know she's no, not I told you stories. that my mom told me that every week she's been giving us five stars. She thought you had to do it every week. That's so sweet. Uh, love you, mom. See, that's what gave me my delusions of grandeur is that I uh, do blame having supportive parents into enabling me into thinking that I can do whatever I want. Like, you know, I always wanted to be on SNL, but look at me now with a podcast and an Instagram account who says dreams can't come true, you know? Listen, you're in a wig, you're in sunglasses, you're in a costume, you do quick changes. Yeah, you're look right. At me now. So... Carmen and her mom and her stepsisters, Mm -hmm. they go shopping for these dresses. Honestly, it's traumatic as fuck. So I would like to instead focus on Carmen's hemp rainbow backpack that she wears going dress shopping because I had this exact same backpack and it was my beer backpack because I would go and I used to pack it full of Miller Lights and then my best friend and I would go to our neighborhood bar and we would go walk around the back and I would throw it over the fence And then we would go into the bar, we'd go into the backyard, and then we would drink our own Miller Lights for free. And so I saw this backpack, and it took me back because my backpack, much like these pants, had a magical element to it because my house, and it's going to get dark for a second, sorry, people, but in college, my house burned down, and I didn't have like any possessions left. And right after this happened, my best friend went to a thrift store and found the exact same backpack. Isn't that crazy? That's scary. That's what it is. It's like that Simpsons episode with the monkey paw where they try to throw it out. And then it's just like the back. one lone survivor is just like this backpack that looks like it's like from the Tom's collection. Like instead of just like making like shoes that look like wrapped tortillas, they also make these like backpacks. Like, I mean, what a tiny little alcoholic Susie Orman. How financially smart of you. 
to pack your own beers, to not have to like pay for and to like the arm workout of getting it over, it over and it, like none of them ever like exploded or like I'm sure we had some casualties, but I was a fucking mess back then. So it didn't really matter to me. I was just happy to be along for the party. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't take a brand new water bottle from like inside my house <laughs> to my car without it like breaking open and spilling like everywhere. Like <laughs> so I give you so much credit. Yeah, I just saved money at the bar by stealing the drinks off the stage of the cover band. Like when they put it down to play, <laughs> I would just take it and drink it. Oh my God. Like the- Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with that story, Donnie. Not you robbing the artist. Like, oh no, the germs. No, they got unlimited. They got unlimited drinks. So I was like, so do I. Yeah, and probably like unlimited groupies. I mean, they were exactly. in a cover band. So yeah. like, they're, yeah, they're yeah, doing Later, that. Donnie was also stealing their microphone and doing his own little Oh, cover. yeah. <laughs> And stealing their voice. You're like, I'm like Ursula. I literally took everything (laughs) from them. So Carmen, fresh off the Greyhound bus, sends the pants to a manic Bridget. I don't know what to say about this. While Bridget's storyline dips into casual statutory territory, Lena's grandparents discover her (laughs) salami nipple nudes that she drew of Costco's, (laughs) and they are pissed. She would say, like, like, I want to draw you like one of my Greek men. But you wouldn't understand that because you didn't watch Titanic. I'm like, I don't know. Did she want to be like, I hope she didn't want to be like an artist. She does. Because in the sequel, well, first of all, in the sequel, she has that sister, Chelsea. So they try to course correct. Mm. But then she's like at some art camp. And then that's her storyline there. She draws some naked guy and falls in love with him instead. And then (laughs) he comes back and he's like, I thought you were with me. Which, by the way, that was also in the trivia. It was like the guy that played Couscous is from Philadelphia, but he tried his best with the accent. I'm like, well, not good enough. Do you think, question for you guys, so basically this entire movie, like these actresses are not interacting in any way, (laughs) shape or form. So do you think that the poor actress that played Tibby was like stuck in a Walgreens while Alex Bedell got to go to Greece? Like I would be so fucking pissed. Yeah. If I was doing... Oh, yeah. She's, like, the one person who got, like, a good filming location. And I like that she also got her, like, Neutrogena sponsorship in there because that's when (laughs) she was, like, doing the Neutrogena commercials. So, like, the very strategic, like, will, like, linger on her Neutrogena sunscreen Mm -hmm. for a while. But it's, Uh, like, in real life, she's married to the principal from She's the Man. What? Amber Tamblyn is. Amber Tamblyn is not, like, Alexis Bedell. Like That makes a lot more sense. But it's, like, (laughs) I'm, like... I don't know. I didn't get like the the big like rivalry and like fight of like why she hates this, like why she's supposed to hate this boy is that like his grandfather's like sold the other grandfather like bad fish for like the restaurant where it's like it's like, very maybe, like, adjacent. yeah, like don't worry about the plot holes because this movie certainly doesn't. But like <laughs> this is like the reason that you should prevent your like granddaughter from like having like a fun reason to like visit her relatives, which like otherwise fucking sucks. Because I don't see any Wi-Fi there. I don't see any computers. Like, this is before This is before smartphones. Like, what else is she going to do? I need to be doing something. Yeah. I need to be blowing someone. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Blowing idle Donnie. Yes, Annabelle knows what kind of vacation this but is. But it's like, okay, your grandfather sold, like, he sold each other, like, bad fish. It's like, at most, that costs you, like, one or two bad Yelp reviews. Like, move the fuck on. They act like he's, like, the neighborhood pedophile, where she's like, oh, I know him, because <laughs> legally he has to go around to all his neighbors and introduce us and say he's a sex <laughs> offender. Like, that's how they react, uh. where, like, I swear to God, this is like not me trying to make a joke. I like went back and paused it to look because after like the grandmother like makes like such a big thing, then like the next cut is you see um, Alexis on a computer like typing in something. And I only saw like xregistry.com at the top. So I literally like paused it to go back. I thought she was honestly checking to see if he was on this. No, that's the wrong storyline, Annabelle. That's the wrong storyline. We need to be keeping our eye on the prize with Bridget's guy who is definitely going to be on that registry soon. That's just... So instead, it was just, it was not sex registry. It was the FedEx registry um, to put in the address. Oh, so FedEx's redemption tour is not actually going as they had planned. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So I guess we have to talk about Bailey 
Um, not to, you know, bring down the mood of sex registries, but Tibby finally does visit her in the hospital. And I mean, the shit's sad. She brings yeah. the traveling pants, but despite their magic, they won't save Bailey. So keeping with the happy theme, all of the girls, the movie ends Oof. with them rallying around a traumatized Bridget, proving that it's not the genes that have the magic. It is their friendship. Do you like how I just scooched on past all that? I did like it because yeah. that would have been my rule. Been like, um, okay, your rule is that like nobody can wash them. Your rule is like that we can be the only ones to take them off, which is like not to brag you guys, but I, I have hooked up with like three guys and like none of the three <laughs> have ever tried to like take off like my jeans. It's like nobody does it unless it's like your parent, like and you're like a young child or it's like the paramedics trying to get your jeans off. They normally just cut them, but it's like, Somebody like Elsa's rules should have been like, hey, no one's allowed to die in the jeans because like <laughs> that'd be vibes. great. Like, bad no, vibes. like, I don't want like that bad guy vibes where she's like, put on the jeans. And even the girl's like, no, that's not cool for the rest of your friends. Like, no, no, please get them off of my hospital bed. Like, also, these jeans that smell like fucking like like a Greek fish market right. have now been dry humped in. Like, no, please get these off of my bed. But, like, but it's just like, I'm sorry. Like, Bailey. Where is your Make-A-Wish? There's no way your Make-A-Wish was to be part of a shitty documentary. Right. Like, she no. She could at least you're... come and film Titanic too. Exactly. She could, have been part... <laughs> she could have visited the set. Yeah. And also, do the people in the documentary, like, know what it's about? Or is it kind of like a secret Borat thing? Or oh. she's like, I'm just learning about people's lives in my town. Or she's like, I'm just talking about losers whose lives are terrible and embarrassing. Imagine that film How festival. Honest was she? They all like show up. They're so excited. They're like, honey, she's been documenting me for months. She's so interested in my life. She asks all these insightful questions. She has this like weird assistant. And then it's like, yeah. this movie's about idiots. What dumb morons. <laughs> <laughs> dying alone the woman story yeah honestly <laughs> bailey's luckier than any of these people because these people have to live in those lives oh yikes but it's just like and we never see ba- like bailey it's like apparently like her last week and she's spending it carrying around like you know amber tamblin's you know the messenger bag it's like where are her parents like, like her parents are just like cool well i guess we'll see ya have fun at Walmart. It had to be the neighbor that told her, like, oh, that girl that's been following you around has been sick for years. But it's, I'm like, is she like a ghost? Is she like a figment of her imagination? It's like, like that I don't know. Is she like story. the horror movie Orphan, where she's like a 40 year old? Like, can you be like a little girl? Benjamin Button? Like, what is it? I thought something was up because Bailey's hair was shit the whole time. And <laughs> I thought it was because it was clearly a wig that we were going to get like a bald scene at the end. But then she died with a full head of hair. And I was like, oh, this is just she just has bad hair. <laughs> dying at the fact, pun intended, I guess. But that like I was like, all right, we are not touching on Bailey. We are going to skip past this. We have spent 10 so minutes shitting on her we're like rest in peace that ugly haired wigged bitch okay wait i'll tell a funny story about kids dying then my favorite (laughs) episode of punked is when ashley tisdale visited the children's hospital she like went to see this kid in a coma and they were like he loves you in high school musical his favorite song was kiss the girl so then she sings kiss the girl to him while the doctors leave but mtv didn't have the right so when she sings it's like this she's singing for the kid in the coma and then he wakes up and he's like don't tell i just don't want to go to school and when the doctors come back then he lays back down what does she do does she rat on him no she freaks out and then she's like she tells the mom a little bit she's like he just woke up but she doesn't say he doesn't want to go to school and then the doctors are like are you fucking with us he's not waking up he's unresponsive wow (laughs) oh my god i need to i do not remember that wow punk got dark and oh yeah it was just like Dax Shepard doing like high kicks naked in a like shopping boutique. And remember Jessica Alba was so upset. She was like going behind the sweaters and like rolling her eyes. Yeah. Like that was like at the beginning. Wow. That sounds so much more entertaining. But it you was. know, like I think when Ellen Pompeo threatened to slice that waitress's neck open, I think MTV was like, well, we're already here. Let's just go dark now. Wow. <laughs> 
The more you know. You know oh. that Ashley Tisdale was like getting her agent on the phone of like, tell everyone immediately that my beautiful voice just brought a kid out of a coma. Like that will get me cast in things. I wish they would have had the kid like wake up and been like, oh, I thought you were Vanessa Hutchins. Boo. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were <laughs> Leah Michelle. Just stayed in my, <laughs> just stayed oh in my coma. <laughs> I guess this is a good segue. In your opinion, what aged well about this movie and what aged like blockbuster? I'll go first. So I think that the overall like friendship vibe was cute. I think that actually now that like styles are cycling through Alexis Bedell, like chasing down Costco's on that boat, wearing like a little cute little tank top and jeans. Like that's what the Gen Z TikTokers are going to be wearing like any day now. So I think the fashion held up because everything old is new again. What aged like blockbuster for me was the camp counselor showing up to Blake Lively's house to confess his crimes to her. That was pretty ick for me. I think that whole storyline, like maybe we could have just made her 18. Maybe we could have made her an early birthday type situation, you know? It's very odd. Yeah. Or he'd be showing up with like his lawyer or somebody documenting (laughs) it for like Can you sign this NDA type Uh of thing? Because then in the same scene, she apologizes for her part in it. And I'm like, you didn't have a part in it. 17. Right. Dark. But just like also, it's just so weird. It's like that by now, it's like, is this dating myself? I'm like, they didn't have social media. I'm like, couldn't they have just made like a private like Snapchat filter of like them wearing <laughs> pants on their head or something? Or we're all wearing like a cat filter or something. Like instead of like to save the shipping, mm-hmm. and then it's like you don't know that your dad's like moved on to like a whole different family. And like no, this is like this was before yeah, social media stalking yeah. that the guy like the <laughs> you know statutory rapist like showing up like her like golden retriever molly like which is such a golden retriever name like that was like very apropos mm-hmm. but it's like your like airbud dog who like takes off running with this pair of jeans just like <laughs> out the door and like ran like and then the statutory rapist wandering lurking in the bushes yeah. like that's what she's meant to like sniff out she's like <laughs> she's like <laughs> meant to sniff out like there are some like drug dogs and she's yeah like, I, I sniff out sexual predators and yeah. i'm on the case i know one is in the neighborhood right now she's the scruff mcgruff of like <laughs> exactly and like yeah. a trench coat <laughs> like, so in the reboot i do like the idea of having just a snapchat filter or perhaps just a group chat situation who would we cast to bring it to the modern age i'll go because i'm pretty proud of this list let's just hope you know who they are so carmen is jenna ortega she was in you she's in the new scream lena is rachel hilson she's young beth from this is us and she's the girlfriend from love victor Bridget, the sporty one, I think Gabby Douglas. And then Tibby, I wish that I knew the actress's name, the ugly one from Cruel Summer. God, Donnie. (laughs) I was expecting you to be like, and for Tibby, a piece of dog shit will be playing her. (laughs) Annabelle, did you cast anyone? Um, Yes, and this made me feel like so, so super old. It's because like, as if I don't like feel that enough because I was like literally trying to think of young people. And I couldn't. I don't know anyone who's like on because like remember when like MTV Movie Awards and like Teen mm. Choice Awards like that was the event that we wait for like all weekend and like we'd sit there and like I can't wait to see who wins these <laughs> surfboards. Like it was like a thing where like award shows were important. And now it's like when I see pictures of like the MTV red carpet, which I'm like at this point, why? Like why bother? <laughs> like you barely are keeping the lights on MTV. Yeah. Like just don't waste the money. But it's like I'm like I don't know if they're like a singer or like a TikTok dancer or like who any of these people are. So and I'm everyone's like, name is just an apostrophe and emojis. Like, I don't, yeah, know, I'm just, I don't know who anybody is. And I'm like, honestly, unless your mom lied about your like academic history to get you into a college, like I don't know any teenagers <laughs> this like age who like aren't from so the social So are you saying needs. that you cast right. Anne Becky's daughter in this film, Annabelle? <laughs> Um, no, I'm I'm closer to casting Aunt Becky. <laughs> like I was just I'm like trying to do that age like a little bit. If we were casting, kind of like we'll do like a nine or two and zero where it's like clearly mm-hmm. adults playing okay. children, like Kat Dennings as like an Amber Tamblyn, yeah, um, and Dakota Johnson as Alexis Bedell, uh-huh, uh-huh. and 
um, literally America Ferrara is going to be re- reprising her mm-hmm. role. Uh, As she said, least, yeah. like one like original cast Love member, <laughs> right. a wink and a nod to the original, uh-huh. exactly like keeping on theme. And then for Blake Lively's part, I just had like Sophia Bush, even though I feel like I ideally like that role is meant for a blonde, <laughs> but I feel like Sophia Bush like gives very one tree hill like blonde mm-hmm. energy in it. Yeah, I like that Annabelle. <laughs> I had the similar issue, and I think that I've just started just playing my own game because I've realized that is part of my issue is I don't know any young people to cast. So I did go with the and just like that motif. And I said, let's keep the entire cast and just film it modern day. Where are they now? Has Bridget recovered from her trauma? Is Tibby working on saving the sea turtles? Is that her latest documentary? (laughs) Like what's happening? So it's like kind of like now and then adjacent. So you didn't keep up with like the books i'm guessing from <laughs> what i read from the interwebs Does tibby die let's just say yeah tibby goes the bailey route <gasps> if you know what i'm yeah saying. she's she <laughs> follows in her idols work <laughs> and here's a little tidbit for a tib bit Uh-oh. for you um <laughs> on imdb they say they are making a movie about them now so they're just getting rid of poor amber I mean, they'll, she'll probably be in flashbacks, I assume, right? <laughs> what we'll if they change out. her death and they put her on a Peloton? They're like, hey, Peloton's <laughs> like, hey, we like need to completely redo. We don't care about a character dying on We just can't have like that person die on it. So we need like a beloved character dying on it. But it's just like, oh, yeah. Like I just, oh there's God. like a way more death and like sadness yeah Yeah, they really cornered the market because again two hours not a lot of plot but most of the plot was sadness and darkness yeah not a lot of plot nor laughs Mm -hmm. like um (laughs) so thank you annabelle for uh sitting through that (laughs) you're like speaking of not speaking of no laughs thank you annabelle i truly can't imagine a better guest for this episode because thank god we had so many tangents to go on because what else were we going to fucking talk about from this movie (laughs) before we let you go plug yourself Tell people where they can find you, listen to you, all the things. Oh, you can find me on Adderall and Compliments Podcast. And you can follow me on Annabelle DeSisto on Instagram, which would be so helpful. And like, also, I post like three times a year, maybe. So I won't be <laughs> clogging up your timeline. So it's basically just like a ch- like a free charity you can do. <laughs> and that like won't be spamming you all the time. So it's like, it's basically like the least expensive goodwill you can do <laughs> your online presence is the opposite of me and donnie's which is basically like ah here we are again <laughs> i was gonna say i'm like it's the opposite of popular you are correct <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on this was delightful and we will talk to you later love, love you like a sister. sister thank you for listening to i am the cute one a nostalgia podcast if you liked what you heard be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show you can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash I Am The Cute One. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk, Talk to, to you later. later. Love you, you like a sister. sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.